Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very podcast with me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation each and every Thursday. And like always, alongside me, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I am exhausted. First take, Joe. Hallelujah. Look at you. Oh, I'm on fire. Guys, just so you all know, I've been a bag of nerves this entire week for a huge announcement that we'll talk about later, but also, we've just come from a nor'easter. I don't know what that is, too. It's apparently, it's just like right before like a hurricane level of like rain. Yeah, it's like a step up from Tropical Storm, but not quite a hurricane, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like a teenager. It's not boy, it's not a man, you know what I mean? It's, it's, somewhere it's like between. that teenager in Kmart where the mob uh, won't buy the ripped jeans and cause yeah. it to fit. It's yeah, like and he has, like, the slipknot, like, shirt and the yeah. chain pants, the yeah. spiked hair. What the fuck is your deal? Get a job, hippie. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a nor'easter outside. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know we were having this much, like, torrential downpour. Neither did I. I thought it was just going to be a regular, you know, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's not the case. And so, like, it's raining really bad from 5 o'clock till 1 in the morning. And so you would think, Joe, isn't your class going to get canceled? Because it's a nor'easter. It's really bad out. You can barely see. No. My professor thinks it is more important to watch, and I'm not shitting you. (laughs) Oh, no. Bend it like Beckham. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's why you went to class today, to watch Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah. And you know what? It's a pretty good movie. But before we get into all the Blizzard news, the PlayStation layoffs, League of Legends coming to PlayStation, and our huge announcement, before we get to all of that, Kyle, just like yeah. each and every week, we start the show with what have you been playing, sir? I've been playing Cockroach Genie. Oh, my God, you let me hang in there for a second. I thought yeah. I lost you. No, a nice little pregnant pause <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, Concrete Genie. Uh, not only have I played it since last week, I platinum a bit last night. Ooh, um, same here, same here, dude. Yeah. Oh, How yeah. You... It's, so, how'd you, like, it was, uh, I found it incredibly charming. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the uh, the painting thing w- worked great. It worked extremely who's... well. For someone that's not super artistic, like with a right. pencil and paper, um, yeah. I found myself sitting there, like really creating some really cool pieces on on the yeah. the side of the buildings. And stuff. So, for those of you who don't know, this game literally came out of nowhere. It seemed like last week, Concrete Genie, the game yeah. that we've both been really excited about, made by since Pixel I saw Mo- it at PSX when they announced yeah. it there. I thought it was made cool. by Pixel Opus, a small studio. I think they said like at max they have. They had 20 people. They have they usually that, around 12. Um, that game Entwined. With yes. With the orange and blue kind of like Phoenix thing. Yeah. And so Sony went, hey, come make Concrete Genie. They did. It's about a boy, his paintbrush, and bringing a dead city back to life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The story and dealing is... dealing with bullies. And dealing with bullies in a really awesome way. So Very awesome the, way. The story is you create a genie via your little paintbrush. And the genie says, hey, go make more of my friends on this dead city of Denska. Mm-hmm. And during this story, you've, you're met with a, a small gang. 
Now, they're not like, you know, they're not going to cap you and steal your bike type no. of gang. This isn't the Bloods and Crips we're talking about. No, no, no. This is more like a Stephen King gang. Even lower than that, because like, they're like, not going to cut you. The, the, that tween we were talking about in Kmart who was yes. complaining, it's, it's like a group of those kids. Exactly. They're just dicks. And yeah. so, like, yeah, you're, you're trying to evade them, while also at the same exact time, the storytelling, their backstory, and why mm-hmm. they're there. And what happened to this city? And you're solving these puzzles by creating these beautiful murals on the wall. So let's first start there with the first half of this game. Pretty much being a puzzle-solving game. Kyle, how did you like the paintbrush? How did you like creating all these, these, I guess, yeah, these murals, these street graffiti almost? I think it was super cool. And I, I could... I'm happy they went the direction they did. Um, I don't know how you decided to control it, but I mm-hmm. changed it to the right stick instead of motion oh, control. Really? I didn't even um, know you could change it to motion. Yeah, to, there, to there's stick. a whole ex- uh, accessibility um, options in the huh. start menu. Um, okay. So, like the uh, the motion control is a little wonky for me. I just maybe it's just because of the way my PlayStation is situated to the TV, like uh, sure. where my seat is. Um, so when I switched to the right stick. Um, it was pretty flawless, and I yeah. I love collecting because uh, that bully gang that we were talking about, the angry Kmart kids. Yeah, um, they basically take your sketchbook where Ash basically lives and escapes the main from, character. Yeah, yeah, uh, he escapes from this dark world of a town where he grew up grew up in, and it's overrun by like this darkness of vines and like murky water and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just take the sketchbook and rip it. And all the pages of all of your designs get scattered throughout the city of Denska. And as you collect them, that is how you unlock different things to paint. Yeah. Including like different types of genies and different um, accessories to them. So like when you are collecting each page, um, and each section of the sketchbook has a different theme. And just being able to kind of like weave them in and out. So like you could have rainbows yeah. with snow in the background. And like these really cool looking... Uh, Venus flytraps and stuff yep. like it's just it's beautiful and I think my favorite section would be like the underground one. Oh okay, especially like that part of the sketchbook. Yeah, um, just because it is so vibrant down there. Yeah, like in the small corridors, it's very the neon. Pixels, it's, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, the, yeah, like the pixels and how like just the it kind of reminded me of of Infamous uh, First Light. Yeah, which is with Fetch. Yeah, with Fetch, the lighting just screamed, like, it gave me that, like, Seattle vibe with that Mm -hmm. color that you Mm -hmm. see from Fetch. And what am I trying to say? The, not Neon stuff? The neon stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the lighting? The lighting, but what else, what else this way? I'm getting, I'm getting stuck here. I'm not gonna, whatever. Yeah, the neon lighting is just beautiful (laughs) in this game. Saturation, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just you're met with so much dark and you're just literally just brightening the place up with these beautiful neon lights that like at the end of the game, it's kind of sunny. And I was like, I wish it was dark because I love how the contrast builds from the darkness compared to the light and you're just roaming around in it. A lot of people thought, Kyle, that the beginning kind of outstayed its welcome. That, like, yeah, mm-hmm. after a while, because the puzzles aren't hard. No. It's just like, hey, make a colorful flower with this awesome sun and, like, just make yeah. it your own. 
Yeah. You make it and then, yeah, you open up the next section. And it was kind of like that over and over again. Did you find that the first half outstayed its welcome? Because the second half, there's actual combat in this game, which I was surprised yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it overstayed its welcome. I will say when it comes to those puzzle things, mm-hmm. um, it was honestly kind of frustrating um because you have to raise your paintbrush to like get the genies to come towards you to activate what the puzzle is yeah and there were just a lot of times where the genies just could not get to where i was at and i just Mm -hmm. got frustrated because i was like i very clearly i can see the path and they just kept like getting stuck somewhere in the environment yeah that was really annoying to me is yeah trying to sometimes the genies get stuck in a section and you Mm -hmm. need them to come to where you are and they're kind of dumb dumb idiots yeah that that but i I don't think it overstated its welcome i actually really enjoyed that Mm. part of it especially like with the billboards too bringing the billboards to life um i'm actually on the opposite i when they threw combat at me not a fan i i I was not a fan of the combat either I wish the combat just was not in the game at all, mm-hmm. um, because it, it to me it felt like somebody might have said like this game isn't exciting enough. Throw yes. in some combat, and I'm not saying it's bad, but it's very rudimentary. It's very it, simple. I'm, I'm. It's kind of simple, and it's not intuitive. Like the sticky yeah. targeting that they try to mm-hmm. put on you is just. It's just yeah. It's like someone was just like yeah. You need to kill stuff in this game, though. And it went from, like, this artistic, beautiful yeah. story to more like, now save the day. Because we just turned this into the end of it. Yeah. You know? And I just I, I I wasn't a fan the, of that. Yeah. The paint skates you get are awesome. That I'm should have been introduced a way, way longer. Like, you get introduced to what you're essentially doing is, yeah, you're painting in front of you. You're using the, the brush to kind of, like, as a skateboard around town, yeah. making traversal freaking amazing. And Absolutely. they unlock that at the end alongside the combat. And mm-hmm. to me, if the combat was in there from the beginning so I could get used to it, that would be fine. But I never got used to that combat. I just thought it was there to be there. But at the end of the day, Kyle. Yeah. Concrete Genie is a budget title. It's 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. It is a really easy plat. I was able to get yes. it. It has a VR mode. Yep. Do you recommend this game? Absolutely, I yeah. do. I, I think this is this is the type of game that we need to show support because mm-hmm. if we don't support this kind of game, we'll never get them again. It, yeah. it, they'll, they'll be few and far between, and I think the work that Pixel Opus put into it to cr- not only create like this beautiful world before like after you paint it but Mm -hmm. the darkness of denska beforehand yeah and just finding out what happened yeah it's like i like i want to say it but it's gonna ruin the story it's just like yeah the background characters and what the stories like the stories of the bullies and why they're being so mean why they're listening to slipknot and like (laughs) what happened to this town and why everybody left is so interesting for me it's yeah definitely go out buy it i had a really great time with it it's not the best game i played this year because i really don't like the second portion but Mm -hmm. it is a game that i feel like we should support and unfortunately it seems like it's not doing that well which like begs the question why wasn't this at state of play it seems Mm -hmm. like it just got buried between all these games i I will say though if you're out there and you have um uh, a kid or you have a niece or nephew yeah. i think this is a super important game for them to play definitely um, especially because it deals with bullying and kind of 
being yourself and and yeah. and following like an artistic thing or just yeah. finding something to that you love i think it's beautiful in that regards and 100 percent should be played by any kid of age like around the middle school area yeah. definitely age range yeah really great this is a really great game so with that Kyle, that's what we've been playing. Mm -hmm. That's our impressions of Concrete Genie. Let's get to the first goober on the news, and that is... PlayStation layoffs number in the dozens in Europe. Workforce cut alongside PS5 announcement. This comes from Sam Sant at PS Lifestyle. This past Tuesday, October 8th, 2019, on the exact same day that Sony officially announced the name and release window of the PlayStation 5, the Japanese manufacturer also dealt out a number of PlayStation layoffs. The affected departments included marketing and PR, and due to the restructure, some employees were even required to re-interview for their jobs. Layoffs weren't strictly limited to the EU, however, with the American Creative Services team also being impacted. Video Game Chronicle reports that the changes are in aid of a wider company restructuring effort geared towards centralizing a more global structure in the U.S., Previously, different regional branches would operate in their own distinct fashion, and it's claimed that this was a cause of frustration for third-party software publishers. When releasing a game across multiple regions on PlayStation, these publishers would encounter disjointed methods, workflows, and priorities. Centralizing operations to the North American publishing arm has seen a number of layoffs come to the EU side of SIE over the past year. VGC reports that many SIEE employees feel the European team's influence on the next generation of PlayStation will be severely diminished. The famous Seamus, the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life, writes to us and asks, like you can, on PS Trophy Room on Twitter or at the Casa de Bad Bit Discord. He writes in, does the Sony layoffs give you any kind of negative thoughts about Sony, like what happened with Activision Blizzard? If not, why? What are your thoughts walking away from this? D does this leave you with a negative thought, like, how dare you, Sony? I mean, anytime they lay off people, it kind of sucks, right? Yeah. It's, it's people who obviously put in a lot of time and effort into what they do, and all of a sudden, like, they're just, they're out of a job. And it sucks. Yeah. Uh, I feel for him. Um, I do not think this is as bad as Activision Blizzard layoffs. Same. Uh, um, just in the fact, like, I think the Activision Blizzard stuff was very much I mean, more uh, nuclear in size, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, I think, I think it's like apples and oranges of, sure. of bad, right? So, like, yeah. for me... These these layoffs suck, but if you talk to anybody who tries to get into touch with Sony, unless you're you're a Greg Miller or a you know podcast beyond, it's insanely hard to get into contact with Sony. Yeah. Because over the decades, there's been a tale of two Sonys where one Sony from North America is tied behind what Europe, uh, Sony Europe is doing, and Sony Europe is tied up in what, you know, Sony America is doing. So these two are kind of constantly battling each other for PR and for marketing that it's kind of like they are two different entities vying for the top spot constantly. Mm -hmm. And it gets in the way of whether it's like getting just simple things like simple codes or getting, you know, developer interviews. Yeah. Like, you know, there was a story on kind of funny games daily where Greg Miller was just like, I know these layoffs suck, 
But as someone who has dealt with Sony, it's their main beat for the decades. This is kind of a good thing because, you know, there's been numerous times where they schedule something with Sony America and then Sony America has to back out because Sony Europe had, you know, whatever the case may be, that voice actor or that that type of embargo hasn't lifted in Europe yet. So it's it sucks. But restructuring is there for a reason. Right. They're trying to, again, get their ducks in a row for this generation. And though these layoffs do suck and it's in the height of you know, PlayStation 4's popularity, mm-hmm. it is it is a thing that happens, right? It is a redundancy at the end of the day. I will say it is kind of uh, kind of interesting how this news does come out the same day as the PlayStation 5 stuff. <laughs> Do you think that's planned? Do you think I that, think like, it's gotta be, right? Yeah. Bury the bad with the, yeah. the good. And I think that goes for any company, I think, does right. that. But yeah. It just seems like, you know, when Sean Layden left, like the next day we get all that news about crossplay and, and and all that fun stuff. And then yeah. like this one, like the day, oh, PlayStation 5 is coming uh, under the table. Yeah, we had to lay off some people type thing. Mm. Like I, I find it very interesting that that happens. Because they, they know on SEO what's going to track better under PlayStation, right? Yeah. PlayStation, PlayStation 5, or PlayStation layoffs. It's mm-hmm. like probably PlayStation Five because the next generation's around the corner. Um, I tend to believe that too, dude. Like, I I really do tend to believe that it is it is them saying, okay, we have to lay off these amount of people. How do we soften the blow so the media doesn't look at us, you know, through a magnifier and just go, yep. okay, well, um, this sucks, and should we be worried? My question to you is, should we be worried about all the reshuffling? Is this too soon? towards the PlayStation 5. Like, do you think they, they might lose Europe? Because as we know, in Europe, PlayStation is huge. Yeah. Do you think Xbox looks at this as an opportunity? Oh, uh, 100% Xbox should be looking at this as an opportunity. I, I, I feel like anytime there's they can find like a weakness in the armor, you got to go for it. And this yeah. is definitely a huge, uh, huge tear in that uh, as far as the Europe territory goes. Yeah. Um, but I, I still, I really do not feel like PlayStation will lose its Europe dominance. Yes. Yeah, I just feel like, I, I just feel like it's how, um, it's kind of how, uh, Nintendo is to like Japan. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just forever linked. The same thing with like the Vita and the, and the Japanese audience. Yeah. It's just, it, that's, that bond is already so strong that I, I really don't think it will hinder it as much. I don't think it would hinder it as much as well. Um, you know, I like I like I see a lot of people trying to turn this into like a well, now this is Xbox's turn. Like we see Xbox lending a hand for people that have lost their jobs and yeah. that's great. Like when That's fantastic. Like that's awesome. Please do yeah. that. Like to hear people having to re-interview for the same job. Oh my god. As as somebody Ooh. that had to do that for his my town job when I was yeah. younger. Uh, basically there was a new town supervisor and I was a groundskeeper at the time. They, I was doing it for maybe seven years at that point and they brought me in and I had a re interview for the position. I was the only groundskeeper they had, (laughs) but I still had to sit in on a re interview and it, it was humiliating uh, almost. It was 100% humiliating. Like you don't trust me at this, at this point. Like it's like, dude, I have a fucking cubicle in the back. I I was working 12 hours a day in the heat of summer by myself. (laughs) 
Yeah. And you don't think I can handle it? Like, uh, but like, that's just, that's yeah. a really shitty tactic. Like, right. oh yeah, you've already been doing this. Come in and re-interview yeah. to make sure we know you can yeah. still do it. Thank and I mean, you. companies also do this all the time when yeah. there's layoffs as well. Like yeah. when there was layoffs at uh, Lionhead uh, Studios, right? Is it Lionhead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Fable developers, Sony came and they were just like, hey, we were hiring for a whole bunch of VR stuff. Are you interested? Like these these parachutes normally happen. So it's awesome mm-hmm. to see. I would like to see, like to see some competition in Europe, but I do think Xbox is just they're doing something else. They're doing something different and it's really exciting. So yeah, I really sure. don't think that their their mentality is like I think they want to compete against PlayStation, but winning, quote unquote, I don't think is yeah. their end goal. It's just like no. it's expanding that brand. So, yeah. yeah. Again, sucks, horrible news. And it just seems like it's it's something that's been in the works for decades, which yeah. kind of really sucks. But yeah, Kyle, any last uh, thoughts, or you want to go to the next story? No, let's go to the uh, the next goober. Speaking <laughs> of expanding the universe, Joe, Fortnite has officially returned with a Chapter 2 update. This comes from Brianna Reeves over at PS Lifestyle. Over the weekend, the world of Fortnite was sucked into a black hole. Fans spent two days without being able to log into the game, but thankfully it's returned. And it's returned in a big way, too. Epic Games unleashed Fortnite Chapter 2, a free update, and most notably features a new map. On the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, the Chapter 2 update clocks in at around 20 gigs. Meanwhile, the PC version takes up about 15 gigs of space. Okay, so over the weekend, right, they're saying goodbye. They have this whole cataclysmic event where... This is awesome. If you were in the map... I saw the video of it, yeah. Yeah, like there's rockets going everywhere, and then all of a sudden there's a giant explosion that warps you out of the map, and you see it as it gets obliterated into this black hole. Mm -hmm. And then your character gets sucked into the black hole as well. And then it's just this, this black hole. Yeah. It's just for, for like 48 hours. That's all people were looking at. And like, if you were waiting in the lobby, the same thing would happen. Like in the background, it it was was, taking, it was taking the options, the tabs, Mm -hmm. and then you would get, Oh my God. It was so genius. This was so much fun. And even what even, the, the best part about this was hearing the stories of these parents calling Epic. Like, <laughs> dude, why, I put all this money in. Why is this game not working? Turn it back on. Even PlayStation and Xbox sent out tweets <laughs> yeah. going, yeah, we're investigating the Fortnite outage. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, that is that is hilarious. <clears throat> so how does, how does Epic first, before we talk about my thoughts, because I started playing it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did I say that like I was yelling? I know. But how? How does Fortnite get away with this? Because if it was any other game, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it's just a cultural phenomenon. It, it really is. And it's it's that thing where, you know, the kids, a lot of kids I, I saw just stared at the screen yeah. for most of the weekend. Just waiting for it to come back. And I don't know. I don't know what else could cause people to do that. Like the Death Stranding trailer was kind of almost similar with like the hands slowly. Yeah, and then you had like a hundred thousand people watching just hands on the screen. Yeah, but that was at least some progress. There was just people staring at a, a, a black hole on the screen. That's yeah, true, and just like having fun and like that's. A, yeah. I think what Fortnite does bring for the most of the like most of the time is like, this is what video games are about. I I think when when we just see streamers just 
be able to sit back, relax, and have as much fun just sitting back and talking to their stream or like yeah. just friends are gathering around the water cooler, asking themselves what's up with this game. It's just something really special. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I love these feel good stories under what is a lot at what it has been under the last few weeks of just like yeah. really bad shit. And just to see yeah. Fortnite go, you know what? We're Fortnite. We do whatever we want. <laughs> You're not going to play on Sunday. As somebody that doesn't play like at all, I love the Ace events. I I I love seeing how they work in game. Like this one was fantastic. Like if you were in the game, and the whole uh you know black hole thing starts and everyone gets sucked away. But even like the last one where didn't they have like a giant robot fighting a giant monster in the middle of the map? Yeah. Could you imagine, Joe, when we were younger, right? And we're playing mm-hmm. on PS1 and we're playing on the NES. Yeah. And just all of a sudden, the character waves to you and says goodbye and just leaves. And, and like, you can't continue to play whatever game you're playing. And, mm-hmm. be, and you, you have to wait a couple of days. And then he comes back. It's like the characters go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> type and thing. It's just like, it, it's, and it's like everybody's in on it. Yeah. That's the cool thing about this game. It just has me. I don't know. It just it gives me the warm feels. I don't know what else. Yeah. Now I got to play it again. Mm-hmm. And um, how's the new map? I'm back in, dude. You back in? Oh, did you already in. spend V bucks? Did you already spend money for V bucks, show? Oh, how dare you, Robbie Bobby Miller? <laughs> get the, the old board, tally sir. mark back. <laughs> We're back. We're in bringing it. it back, dude. So like my first game, because like how they also when you get back into the game. Like, they show you the the big cinematic, and then you just drop into the first map. Like, you just drop in. You don't even get into, like, a menu or anything. You're just playing a game. And now, they're doing something really different as well. If you just got back in, they actually implement bots as well as real oh. players to kind of, like, A, acclimate acc- you back into it. Acclimate you back in. So, it's not to, like, incentivize you to buy V-Bucks. It's just to go... Oh, yeah, this is how to play this game again. So the first game, you should win. There's not a lot of real people. But, like, the second game, you get acclimated, and there's more people on on the map. I got to second. Got to second. And then the next few rounds, because I was with better people, I was was getting, like, fourth and fifth. So I'm getting back into it. But, yeah, the new map's beautiful. There's something about... The textures, I don't know if they got upgraded or not, but, like, the game mm-hmm. looks different. It looks okay. shinier. It looks like a new coat of paint. Um, and maybe it's, it's more because... islandy, right? Yes. Is there, like, more water and more, like, beach There's rivers stuff? that, that go cool. through it. Also, from what I've seen so far, because you actually have to explore the map, mm-hmm. there's still, like, places like Retail Row, but they're just named Retail Row. So probably for, like, competitive purposes, most of these places are going uh... to have the same names. Got but it. yeah, like there's rivers, so you actually traverse with like boats, and these boats shoot rockets, and like that's pretty cool. People can come into your game, and you just have party chat right there enabled. Like for me, it's awesome to come back after like for what is most of the year being mm-hmm. totally away from this game and playing see Apex instead, right? Yeah, playing games like Apex or like Concrete Genie instead, and like seeing how much this game has changed mm-hmm. blows my mind. Yeah. It, it really has. So I'm. I'm back in. I don't know for how long because next week's uh, Call of Duty and they promised that they take loot boxes away. And, you know, we could always trust yeah. them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but so far, so good, man. I'm really enjoying myself with That's this. Awesome. Are you tempted to go back in? Like, just to check uh, it out? 
I may be tempted to see if the new map kind of excites me, I guess. Because okay. that was something where I did play the the first the first island of, of Fortnite yeah. for a decent amount. Uh, probably over uh, probably 10, 15 hours of work okay. in Fortnite. Right, and you're playing with, just, your, your, with your uh, nieces, right? For the most part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and just like, I got real tired of that map. Like, real tired. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think this would be cool to hop yeah. in and see what it's all about. For sure. Well, you know what? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, it. do it this weekend. Let's go. Let's hop oh, back man. in. Oh no, I'm nervous. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Kyle, let's get to the next goober, sir. Real, real quick. Yes. Uh, has nothing to do with video games, but I think okay. this is a funny story that I want to tell. It oh, just please. popped in my head because you it. said this weekend. So this past uh, past Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, I, I got called into work early, right and. Uh, unfortunately, it was there was people there um, for like a funeral life celebration thing. Oh boy! Yeah. Um, and it was a, it was very it was a very happy place, uh, okay. and people were 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 happy and, and were happy to see each other and stuff. And this very older woman was walking by my office, right? She must have been in her seventies, right? Mm-hmm. And she she leans in the door and she looks at me, and goes, "Is your wife married?" I go what? Excuse me? You might you must have me mistaken for somebody else. So it's no. Are are you married? I go no. It's like do you have any? Does it matter what color? I was like no. Whoa. What age? No, no. What about age? No. And she goes all right. Uh, what's your number? <laughs> she, she was she was hitting on me, Joe. And I I was like uh, uh I'm good. Thank you so much, man. Oh, dude, uh, I would I would have done it. You come at me with that strong of a game. And I'm not going to sleep with you? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Just a very lovely, lovely older woman. Yeah, I awesome. confused the crap out of me, but I thought that was funny. When you said like, this weekend, it yeah. just popped in my head. Oh, man. Um, I'm still thinking about Bender Like Beckham, so don't even worry about it. Um, with that, uh, yeah. <laughs> the next goober. <laughs> what a segue. What a segue. From Sammy Barker over at Push Square. Yeah. The Outer Worlds is enhanced on PS4 Pro after all. Despite previous reports, The Outer Worlds is enhanced on PS4 Pro after all. According to a Twitter message from publisher Private Division, the title upscales to 4K from 1440p on Sony's supercharged supercharged system. Here's what the organization had to say. Quote, The Outer Worlds is enhanced for both Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. It includes 4K textures and resolution on Xbox One X and PC and up samples to 4K from 1440p on PS4 Pro. Mm -hmm. It looks great across all platforms and we're excited for players to experience The Outer Worlds on October 25th. Let me tell you something. I'm super excited for this game. And uh, I almost didn't put this story on the show notes because it was literally like this story was out in the morning and it got resolved by the afternoon. Pretty much what happened was I think Windows Central had like an interview with uh, with Private Division and they just said, oh, yeah, it'll be 4K enhanced on Xbox One X and PC. And then they didn't mention PlayStation. So they were just like. Mm All right, Jimmy, run with it. <laughs> you yeah, know exactly. <laughs> PlayStation Four not enhanced, so yeah. It's... And, and then, like you know, you see everyone on Twitter and whatnot yeah. being like, "Oh, it's this is why you should buy it on Xbox. It's a, it's like a, an exclusive already." And yeah, and it was yeah, it wasn't a good sign if you're private division and you're trying to sell this game yeah. on the most po- popular platform. But yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hyped. Uh, I'm I'm asking for codes. We probably won't get them. I don't know. Uh, but okay. are you excited for this game, with or without codes? Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. I, I don't know if I'm a day one or, uh, purchase purchase for me, because mm-hmm. um, like you know, Killer Queen Black comes out the same day. 
Um, is that on PlayStation it, 4? It's not. It's a Switch game, but you okay. know what? I'm we'll super excited it. for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know I thought it already came ex- out, yeah. What is exciting, what? and not to take away from Outer Worlds, is the Outer Wilds you can play on PS4. Oh, um, so I'm very excited to pick that one up because I've heard great things. A lot Adam of outer Leonard games, it. yeah, coming out. Yeah, so I'm I'm hyped for it. I'm excited, but yeah, I don't know if it's a day one either for me, just because of school work yeah. and all that. So I'm excited. It's awesome to see that it's coming to uh, to PlayStation and it's 4K. Kyle, mm-hmm. let's get into the Flash news. This comes from Polygon. Nicole Carpenter writes. Control will get its photo mode this week. Remedy Games is adding the highly requested photo mode with its next update, scheduled for October 16th. Quote, considering all these strong visuals, there is no question that a photo mode was something we needed to do for Control. Community manager manager Vita Star. Starshevik, I'm sorry, Vita, said in a PlayStation blog post, uh, it's a chance for you to express your creativity and put your mark on the world we've built by capturing the moments that matter to you, end quote. Control players will find photo mode from the options menu. Camera movement is controlled <laughs> by the left and right thumbsticks. There are two tabs, Remedy said, camera and filter. Camera is for changing specific options that you would find in a regular camera, like changing the field of view, focal distance, or aperture. The filter tab will give players access to 10 filters, as well as the ability to hide Jesse and other characters. Let me tell you about Slow News Weeks. I like them more. <laughs> we get to just have fun. The last like month has been like... Here's the those, most yeah. serious thing ever. Here's PlayStation 5. Here's the last one. Yeah. And you forget that Control came out a month Listen, ago. This you is know? why I'm excited we're talking about this yes. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In order for you to experience this photo mode, you need to buy Control, people. Yeah. What are you doing? It, I think this week it's on sale for like half price already on Amazon. Jeez. It's a deal. Yeah. Go get it. It's, I love it's, it so much that I'm not angry yeah. that I spent twice no. as much. Yeah, absolutely not. I, I can't wait for more people to play this game. You so need to good. play it. It's so good. So good, dude. The all those worries about it not running super well. The patch fixed it yeah. for the most let part. Me, let me ask you a question, naysayers. Do you want an Alan Wake two? All right, I hear it all the time. Give us an Alan Wake two. Listen, if Xbox, hear, go out there hear, and buy it. All right, buy this game, <laughs> damn it. It's not complaining hear, that you don't get those sequels yeah. to these great games. Yeah, and I don't want to hear anyone else saying, oh, it's like the same game, right? Third-person action behind no, the shoulder. I'll fight blah, those blah, people. Blah. I'll fight them right now, Kyle. This this game is almost perfect. It is damn near perfect. It, I don't know it about that. It is already underrated, and right. it needs to be played. Yeah. More Just fix sure. the checkpoint system. I, it's bad. <laughs> sure it's fine it's great go buy it and some of the bosses are bullshit but other than that this game's amazing go take some fucking photos after you buy this game all right hell yeah all it's right else i'll fight you and i'll fight your mom i don't care i'll punch you right in the jaw kyle <laughs> next flash news these so, news are stories are supposed to be fast hence the name flash news we go from a story i'm super excited about to a story joe is super excited about I'm not the one to decide, says Hidaka Miyazaki of Bloodborne 2. This comes from Jordan Gerblick at GamesRadar. From software president and Bloodborne director, Miyazaki, I'm not going to try to attempt that first name again, says the decision to go forward with Bloodborne 2 isn't his to make, adding that Bloodborne is the closest Souls game to his heart. 
shutting down any notion that he might have insights into Bloodborne 2, which has yet to be announced. Miyazaki says, frankly, quote, Unfortunately, I'm not the one to decide. Miyazaki went on to reluctantly choose a favorite from his own gameography, emphasizing the lasting impression he feels with Bloodborne. If I were to say which one stayed in my heart, it's Bloodborne. It's what most struck me. I believe I did it my way, the way I wanted it, he said. While Bloodborne seems like his favorite Souls game, Miyazaki says his favorite big boss is Old Monk from Demon's Souls, who the developer says was a risky move for the time, but one that paid off in the final product. Uh, okay, so I put this in the story because I want Bloodborne 2, and unless we demand Bloodborne 2, it looks like it may ha- not happen, which, to me, I think, listen, Hiyataki Miyazaki, Miyazaki. <laughs> We're so Western. See, if you let me say it in the accent, Kyle, which I'm about no. to. No. <clears throat> no. Don't you, Joe? No. No. I, I wouldn't pronounce it you. correctly. Um, but no, like 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 Miyazaki stated, like, this is his favorite game that he has made. I think he is bluffing us hardcore. There is no way Bloodborne that sold amazing two million units in like two weeks and at the same time critically praised remember that game was up for game of the year and then witcher 3 and otherwise amazing game stole it from bloodborne remember that we're i pointed to the wrong statue okay <laughs> they stole it from us cd project red made an amazing game an amazing open world amazing characters and stole it from bloodborne an otherwise perfect game we need to get a bloodborne too yeah need you it. can wait you can wait on it we're going to be platinuming bloodborne Ooh. At Extra Life, November second. Oh, awesome. Nobody else is doing it that day. Forget about it. November second, Rome, New York. Me, Sean Capri, Bobby Paul's jams. Maybe, maybe Joe after work. Who knows? The Phoenix Overdrive crew. There's so many people coming. Rome, New York. Okay, Little Italy itself. And I'm gonna platinum Bloodborne on stream. That's awesome. Yeah. For the sick kids, let's do it. So with that, Absolutely. Kyle, let's get to the next news. Uh, Connor story. Sheridan over at Games Radar writes: Looks like the Horizon Zero Dawn studio is getting ready for a new announcement. Looks like the studio behind Horizon Zero Dawn and the Killzone series is getting ready for a new announcement with an assist from a digital effects and animation company. Guerrilla Games principal animator Darren Randall shared a couple images of the entrance and recording facilities of Goodbye Kansas's Stockholm location saying we've come for your mocaps. Goodbye Kansas is is the same studio that CD Projekt Red worked with for Cyberpunk 2077's E3 2019 cinematic trailer, as well as that equally cool making of video. Goodbye Kansas's other game credits include cinematic trailers for Mass Effect Andromeda, Raid World War II, and Overkill's The Walking Dead. Hey, at least the trailers for those games are good. True. Given those previous collaborations, it seems likely that Gorilla is working with Goodbye Kansas on a CGI trailer up for a project of its own. I'm so pumped. Oh, man. The the gears are spinning, Joe. Yeah? What, what, what are those gears trying to tell you? They're, they're saying that they're gearing up for a trailer to be with the PlayStation 5 reveal event for Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Do you think it's a launch title? I I do, yeah. I'm gonna be as bold to say yes. I do think it's a launch title. I because here's the thing: Horizon Zero Dawn one sold really well. Do you would you rather them have a larger install base for the PlayStation Five for them to say Horizon Zero Dawn two 
you know, outsold one? Or do you want to go, fuck it, this thing is a system seller. It's going to sell systems. It is, it is 100% a system seller in my mm-hmm. eyes. Um, yeah, no, I think it's a launch... See, oh man, see, that's tricky. Is it launch day or launch window? Hmm. Well, it, see, no. my thing is, I think it's a kill zone game. Hear me out. Oh, God. I think it's a kill I mean, zone game. I loved Kill Zone Shadowfall. Right? We know that they have multiple studios, and uh, the creative mm-hmm. director of Rainbow Six Vegas, yeah, Rainbow Six, sorry, Rainbow Six Siege, not Vegas, because that mm-hmm. one's my favorite one. Um, he's working on a game with Gorilla. I'm thinking that if. Demon Souls, which is an RPG, is a launch title for the PlayStation 5, which is very heavily rumored to be the case, then you don't want to clutter your catalog with RPGs, so you want something to kind of mix it up, and I think Killzone's the thing to mix it up. That's fair. You know? You also launched PS4 with the Killzone game, yeah. so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I Listen, I would love uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, I just don't, I don't think oh, they're launching I- with it. I think I think if it's not a launch day, I think it could be like an infamous Second yeah. Son situation and be out within a first couple months of yeah. the PS5. Yeah, so I think it's release window at the very least. You need something to compete with Halo. Yeah, you like Halo's huge. Halo is the thing yep. that put Xbox on the map. Let's not just you know call it a wash because the creative director and the producer left that that project. It's still a heavy hitting game. You need something with gravitas to sell that system. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's the case. Let's get to the next goober. We've been having way too much fun. <laughs> Alex Avard over at Games Radar. Death Stranding install size is 55 gigs on PS4, and multiplayer is optional. Reveals new product listing. Listing. Death Stranding is weeks away from re- release, and a new product listing for listing from Best Buy has revealed exactly how much memory it'll take up on your PS4's hard drive. The info derives from a new piece of. Pr- promotional art which also states that the multiplayer components of hideo kojima's upcoming ps4 game is entirely optional but back to death stranding's install size which is apparently only 55 gigs in memory when bought on disc this number of course doesn't account for any day one patches or future dlcs but it's still a fairly modest threshold for an open world multiplayer game from the creator of metal gear solid Ooh, sean like the pants capri like the sun writes in review copies are out already and an early embargo has been set does this have you more excited for death stranding to be honest i canceled my pre-order based on some lackluster previews but now it seems like sony is is pretty confident with kojima's latest work and i'm kind of regretting my decision to cancel my pre-order kyle Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts are you on the hype train yeah i am actually Mm -hmm. I think any game that is brave enough to be having a embargo so early, yeah, I think spells wonders of how the quality of the game. Yes, I can't. I can't. I'm trying. I was the embargo to breaks November first. This game comes out November eighth. The last game that had this span of like yeah. a, a break was God of War. That yeah. So I, I was trying to think of the last time there was that big of a gap. Yeah, and the game wasn't. Really good to excellent. Yeah. Right. I, I I really don't think any any game with a, a week's lead time of embargo has been a letdown. Mm. Um. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you that I know people that played it. I can't tell you that they may have shared their thoughts with me. I can't say any of that. But you I have the $200 what? pre-order edition still on pre-order. 
So. Joe, we have to talk after this. Sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> Next goober on the list. If that doesn't uh, get you hyped, I don't know what will. Maybe League of Legends. Kyle, would you oh take this boy. story away? Uh, Sam Sant, PS Lifestyle. Wildly popular League of Legends will bring its heroes to consoles in 2020. League of Legends, the immensely popular MOBA from Riot Games, is set to hit consoles and mobile devices on a current, currently unspecified date in 2020. No specific platforms were mentioned, but the potential for League of Legends PS4 version seems high, what with Sony being a market leader. If it happens, PlayStation fans will finally be able to see for themselves what all the fuss is about by experiencing a new version of the game called League of Legends Wild Rift. This revamped spin on the beloved MOBA will have an all-new control scheme, no doubt intended to simplify simplify proceedings for controllers and touchscreens that players will utilize when engaging in 5-on-5 multiplayer battles. Not only that, but a new map will be introduced. The main objective with it still will be the destruction of the enemy team's nexus. About 40 playable champions should be featured in Wild Rift at launch, though more are planned to be added over time, considering that the PC version has an impressive selection of 145 champions to choose from. Apparently, every element of the game was reassessed and rebuilt where necessary in order to create an experience that remains true to the core League of Legends gameplay, while also being more accessible. Yeah, you know what? Out of those 145 champions, wow! It's like one of them's got to just be named a lame name because, like, after 145 (laughs) names, like you know, like you got like Arcane Mist or whatever, like something dope, you know, like Bronze or (laughs) whatever. Honestly, one of these heroes have to be named like Kevin, (laughs) you know. I was gonna think what other. It's just champ. Champ the champion. Yeah, champ the champion and his dog Rex. Like, you know. Kyle, um, have you ever played like League of Legends? I feel like this. I feel feel like this missed out on the MOBA craze like five years ago, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But does this get you interested though? Because I know like Smite hit the consoles, it has an audience there. Like, does this get your engines revved up? Because like League of Legends today, they're like, we have a fighting game that's coming out. We got a shooter game that's coming out. We got a card game that's coming out. They're coming to consoles. Like, they just hit us thing after thing. Does this yeah. interest you at all? N- no. Yeah. It doesn't. I just MOBAs aren't my thing mm. at all. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm interested. I'm very because I missed out on it. I played the audio uh, auto chess a few weeks ago. I had no okay. idea what I was doing. Yeah, no idea. I like mouse and keyboard. I was like, ugh. And I was just clicking, click clacking. I'm like, is this like Minesweeper? Spoiler alert, not like Minesweeper. And uh, and yeah. It, I'm I'm excited, like in in a curious yeah. way. I I want to see how this game feels on on console. I I like that they're they're trying to actually put their games in Riot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and it, it's cool for those that don't have the PC able mm-hmm. to run the game. Yeah, have a chance to to play it on consoles. Yeah. I think that's cool. I like it. So I'm on board. I'll try it out when it comes out. But I'm not you know over the moon <laughs> about it. But I'm excited. With yeah. that, Kyle, you want to get into some shit news? Oh, man. Do I ever. Let's do uh, it. Zermina Khan over at PS, PS Lifestyle. Multiple groups planning protests at BlizzCon 2019 over Blizzard's stance on political speech. 
Blizzard Entertainment came under intense scrutiny this past week when it decided to suspend pro Hearthstone player Chung Nil Hua Blitzchung for saying liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our age, during the Asia Pacific Grandmasters. Many, including games industry professionals and politicians, saw the move as Blizzard cowering to China, a charge that the company denies. Kotaku had has reported that multiple groups are now organizing protests outside BlizzCon 2019's venue in wake of the controversy. The protest BlizzCon subreddit alone has gained a lot of traction, with groups on other sites like Discord also gaining momentum. For its part, Blizzard has penned a lengthy letter to its community explaining its reasons and partially backing down by returning Wise prize money and reducing his suspension. Quote, the specific views expressed by Blitzchung were not a factor in the decision we made, wrote Blizzard President J. Allen Brack. I want to be clear. Our, our relationships in China had no influence on our decision. We have these rules to keep the focus on the game and on the tournament to the benefit of a global audience. And that was the only consideration in the actions we took. If this had been the opposing viewpoint delivered in the same divisive and deliberate way, we would have felt and acted the same, end quote. Breck went on to admit that Blizzard reacted too quickly, but justified the punishment. Quote, there is a consequence for taking the conversation away from the purpose of the event and disrupting or derailing the broadcast, he added. Man, uh, you know, James, go Brack yourself, you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, Seriously, I tried. I just tried to to search up. They're like uh, the one quote, and I, and I like this article because Blizzard sent out like a five page PR like junket thing on and the it was forums, right? On the uh, on the forums on a Friday at five thirty yeah. while everybody's heading home. So like yeah. this is already a PR maneuver to just try to kill this story as it heads into the weekend. Yeah. Um, it kind of worked, you know it. Yeah. So they they cut his suspension in half, right? It was a year year. Now it's six months. They gave him back all of his winnings. They cut the suspension of the cashers as well. Why don't we feel like this is enough, Kyle? I I think it's very like he says he wants to be clear, yeah. but I think from our standpoint, it's abundantly clear that they're just lying through their teeth. Yeah. They're they're trying to save face because yeah, BlizzCon is coming, mm-hmm. and and that's a huge that's the whole thing about the fans, right? And like they're like if if this was the same divisive language, we would have, uh, you know, we would have you know fought back against it as well. Yeah. But like I was trying to find the Blizzard China tweet where it was like, how dare you strike against our motherland? Like it was like a whole like an official statement condemning this guy hardcore on him yeah. talking trash against China. And I'm just like, well. Okay, you're saying that China had nothing to do with this decision you made. Yeah. But your company, Blizzard China, is come out to say, no, it is about the language you took on the Chinese government. So yeah. like your your comments are contradicting each or contradicting each other. It, it's like so it's like somebody is at a podium, right? At like a press conference. And he's saying this speech while in the background, Mr. China and Mr. Brack are shaking hands and like sharing an ice cream yeah. cone. And it's clear to everybody else except for the person giving this this statement. It's like, listen, I, I didn't I expected the kid like if this honestly, God, I would be completely OK if they're just like you're suspended for a month. Here's your pay. Know that you broke the rules. Don't do it again. 
Mm-hmm. I'd be cool with that. But they're doubling down on this because yeah. just earlier today, there were there were kids that did the ban Hong Kong. Uh, there were mm-hmm. white kids, I think, in like D.C. or something. Yeah. And they got six months uh, ban. Yeah. And I'm just like, are you kidding me, Blizzard? Yeah. I honestly thought after the vitriol that they got that they would start backing down. They even canceled a Nintendo New York event. Because, Overwatch. Yeah. Nice. So, like, I don't understand what's going on. What were you going to say? Because no. I was too angry. I, I was going to say, like, when I first read it on Twitter, I think they someone posted the screenshots of the forum posts. Yeah. And it just read to me, like, we feel like we didn't do any wrong, so suck it. It, 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 I, I did. It didn't feel heartfelt. It yeah. didn't feel like they were soul searching. And it was also it like feel. Uh, we honor that everybody has a voice. Just don't do it when we're at a tournament. All right. <laughs> See, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's like you have a, a, a standpoint, like yeah. a, a viewpoint, but with like a bunch of different clauses. Yeah. Well, if that happens, then this can't happen. Like, yeah. just either get your fort. Or you're not. Yeah. And to, everybody, to anybody, because yeah. I still see people going like, you know, let's not try to make this a political thing. It's not political. Everybody on all sides say that this sucks. Yeah. You know, you're literally China is censoring Western freedoms because Except. they're not free. Like this is Except a country like real talk, real fucking talk here. This is a, com- a country that 20 years ago killed thousands of its own fucking people. Okay, because they wanted democracy, they fucking massacred them in Tiananmen Square. So let's not let's not pretend that like China's happy go lucky, and that this isn't a political statement. Like it's not political. These people are under tyranny. There are eight million people about to get to to their freedoms are about to just disappear overnight. Yeah, like the same people that are like let's not get political are the same people complaining. You know, fifty years back that the Freedom Riders are just blocking traffic. You know, like why, why do you, why, why should Martin Luther King march on this bridge? There's people trying to get to work. It's like, that's the fucking rhetoric I hear in my head when I hear this Mm -hmm. shit. Same. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's dumb. I, I'm still, I, I like that Blizzard took this step back. Yeah. They need to just do it more. They just need Mm -hmm. to walk it back just a little bit more. And I'm on board, but this is still shitty rhetoric. This is still a bunch of PR nonsense so, yeah, that is so contradicting question. each other. Yeah. Since they canceled the Overwatch release thing sure. in Nintendo New York, uh-huh. what else is going to get scaled back from BlizzCon? That's a good question. Like, are they going to actually take people's questions? Uh, I yeah, doubt it. I, Giving people be... a live mic after, like, last BlizzCon where one guy was like, is this a fucking joke? A mobile game? Is yeah. your big release? Like, like yeah. I think it's going to get scaled back. I definitely do. I, what, I, what I'm what i more, not even concerned, uh, curious about is are they, are, are, are is Reddit and, you know, uh, Discord, is it all bullshit? Is this like we're invading Area 51? You know, everybody's going <laughs> to yeah. Naruto run into BlizzCon? I uh-huh. don't think so. Yeah. I think, like, if you're going there, you obviously like Blizzard. So I don't yes. think you're going to get too many voices of dissent, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm very curious. Now, at, after this, unless Blizzard goes back on the word or once BlizzCon happens, we'll see. We'll talk more about it. But after after tonight, I'm just done with the story. I'm just 
just done. Also, if you're a content creator and you stream this and you or you want to buy their games, that's totally up to you. You have that freedom. Unlike someone that, you know, in Hong Kong that might not in a few days. Like, it's totally yours. But don't let anybody hold a game up to ransom saying, well, if you don't buy it, this means X amount of employees are going to, you know, bite mm-hmm. the bullet. That's not happening. That's not realistic. That's not yeah. factual. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy it, but I'm not guilt tripping you to saying that you can't buy this game either. You know? Same. Yeah. But yeah. that's how it is, man. It's just, <sighs> you know, but we got to we, we have important news, Kyle. We do. I like how you, <laughs> I like how you, uh, you, you plan this out. Yeah, man. I was like, let me gut punch you. Let me get you uncomfortable. That's my sales pitch. That's how I get you nine times out of 10, you know? And then oh. next thing you know, you're, you're, you're buying a vacuum from a door to door salesman. <laughs> exactly, dude. I get, I get you at Cutco. That's what I do. I tell you about my dog, my dead dog. And then I'm like, Hey, you want to buy these knives? You know? <laughs> Kyle, are you holding on to something, dude? Uh, yes, I am. Good. So prepare the drop. Each and every... Wait, what's that? Oh, wait, I can't do the voice. I'm not allowed anymore. I'm not allowed to do the voice. (laughs) No, usually each and every week, we talk about the latest and greatest games coming out, landing on the PlayStation platform. Tonight, we're doing something a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, This is something that we've been cooking up for over a year now. Uh, this is something that I've been kind of hesitant to do for a really long time. Uh, we had a really long talk about this on the way back from PAX. Yeah, PAX East. That's how, I mean, a really long talk. Yeah. yeah. So we get asked this question like every every other video, it seems, whether it's mm-hmm. on the YouTube comments, whether it's like Casa Bad Bit Discord or just getting DM'd about it of like, how can we support the show? Like, can we do a PayPal? Can you do a Patreon? And when we get asked those questions, it's a humbling because you're into this as much as we are. Like mm-hmm. this mic didn't come cheap. You know, this is what? No. 250. So like, you know, this, this focus, right. Didn't come cheap. This webcam, everything you see in front yeah. of me, you know, it, it, it's awesome to see that people are, are going, Hey, we noticed the work and we want to give you a buck or two to say, thank you. Um, and I wanted to honor that the best way I know how, because if we start up a Patreon, well, I see a lot of Patreons that are successful, but honest to goodness, there's like, there's, there's a lot of them that just do it wrong. Like I see some patrons that offer the world and then under deliver, or they promise you so much. And then they are just having so much trouble balancing the Patreon work that they do and the work that they're currently doing. And then I see yeah. people that put out Patreons and it's like they didn't even try. It's like, what? We take this super seriously. Again, it's been over a year we thought about this. So we're launching the Trophy Room Patreon. But understand that we want you to feel like this is an option it's something you want to do, but something you're not obligated to to do. So yeah. first and it's foremost, not, there there is no giant locked metal door that's no. suddenly going in front of you, and we're just on the other side. Exactly. The trophy room still launches each and every Thursday, like it's planned for everyone, no matter what tier you're in, no matter if you're in no tier at all. You know, I understand that there's some people that want to contribute, and there's monetarily can't like Bobo. I know you would love to throw us a dollar, but keep fighting for your union rights. My brother, like that's what we want you to know is that nothing's put behind a paywall 
everything you're getting from us currently remains the same. Now, if you want to yeah. give us a buck, there's some cool patron shows as well. You know, the $1 tier gets you a bonus month show um, where it's just me talking about what we are doing with bad bit games with the trophy room that month and into the future it's kind of like a fireside chat uh, or a mm-hmm. state of the union each and every month you're getting to know what i'm feeling what i'm going through with my content and then we have a bonus show uh at the five dollar level called uh what is it what is it called oh yeah the road to greatness kyle the road to greatness this was your Man, idea which is amazing. (laughs) This show lands every two weeks, I believe the first and third of every month, where we do deep dives on the latest and greatest games coming to the PlayStation platform. So when we're talking uh, the latest and greatest, our first series will be on Death Stranding. There will be five mini-series, or sorry, five shows within this Death Stranding mini-series. And then the next show after that will be surrounding The Last of Us part two and it's all deep dives whether it's about our first impressions or the history of this game walking into said game whether it's a episode solely focused on level design solely focused on on uh, gameplay solely focused on story and then the fifth and final episode we wrap it up with a little bow so again the first series is death stranding the second is last of us part two and the third and final one so far that we have planned is Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. So, yeah, and there's even even more awesome stuff. Like, we're giving away stickers. We're giving away T-shirts. We wanted to start slow so that we're making sure that we can stick to our promises laid out in front of us. For those who are interested about what Bad Bit stuff is coming to this Patreon, soon, within a few months, We'll start adding more and more stuff as well. So, again, if you have any comments, any questions, let me know. Uh, any concerns even, let me know at the Costa Day Bad Bit Discord or at PS Trophy Room, at Mr. Bad Bit, even at Houdat Ninja 73 for yes, any sir. comments or concerns. We want to nail that done shut because, again, yeah. this is all about you wanted to come forward and helping us grow because we want to go to places like Paxi's E3 2020. Absolutely. PAX West and get our hands on the latest and greatest games and next generation tech. All right. We want to give you content on the floor, showing off these great indie games that don't get that spotlight. And when it comes to stuff at home, we need better sound equipment. You need a new laptop. It's all about just supplementing our income to support our hobby. So that's what it's all about. Again, it's not mandatory. It's just something you'd like to do. And we'd appreciate yeah. it greatly, man. I mean, yeah. and this community is everything. I, I, I don't want it to be. I mean, Joe did a great job of setting that up. But thanks, I, I was real I nervous. Move. I practiced like yeah. seventeen times. <laughs> we cannot stress this enough. We love you, whether or not you become a patron. Yeah. Just the fact that you interact with the show, you listen to the show, you share the show, leave a comment, review the show on iTunes, five where, stars, wherever, five stars. If 100%. you give me a four star. I'll, I'll get even more upset if you gave me a one star, but you give me a four star. Oh my god! Come on, Joe, man. I just, I just had another Patreon exclusive type show uh, that this, I might want to pitch this. at you. All right. Absolutely, but, but yeah, but just like, know yeah, that we, we love you. We, we love you. We love you. Either way, yeah. just thank you for yeah. coming along the ride with us. I mean, seriously, when I when I say like how awesome this community is to us, like Robbie Bobby Miller, um, yeah. who we he found this show. 
uh, he gave us this beautiful tweet, and he's like, he's launching his own show because he yeah. got inspired by what we do here. And he's like, thank it's called you. Called the list, correct? Yeah, called the list. It's fucking yeah, awesome. That. It's so awesome. <laughs> and like, it's just like, thank you for. And he listed all these awesome creators. He put us in there, and he's just like, thank you for being an inspiration. I've never been an inspiration to anybody ever in my life. And I just like this emotion. Like, I was just like, well, yeah, I man. needed this cry, I guess, today. It was just like, yeah, it's beautiful how we've impacted your lives and hopefully a really positive and amazing way. And again, it's because of it's because of people like Robbie Bobby Miller and Ted that we were able to go to Pax East last year. And because oh of that God, yeah. one visit to Pax East, we had so many amazing guests come on the show that I met at Pax East. You know, Absolutely. so yeah. it's it's amazing. It's amazing the support we have, and it's just, it's so nervous to put yourself out there like we're doing right now and make ourselves so vulnerable. Um, it's nuts. So, again, I thank you all so much. That's been the drop. But, Kyle. Yeah. Sean would never lie to me. Layden is missing. You still haven't found him? I'm on the hunt to find him. And the only okay. way I can do that. Predator mode? It's predator mode. Is to go to his house and steal his mail. There has to be something in there. You could send your thoughts, your <laughs> questions, your comments, your concerns over to the PS Trophy Room on Twitter. We'll answer them on the show. You can leave your comments, your questions on the Casa de Badbit Discord. We'll answer them on the show. Or you could send your mail to Sean Layden. Ask him where he's been. Ask him where he's went. Make him a macaroni, you know, drawing. Look, used to love that what? shit as a kid. What old school game are, is on your t-shirt? What, what are you announcing yeah. in your own home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if, like, Sean Layden, he's talking like his kids and his wife are on the couch. And, like, he's yeah. he has his, like, blazer and he has his, you know, crash shirt on. And he has his <laughs> sleeves rolled up because he's, like, going on a political campaign. He's just like, yeah. family, a fire right behind him. Like, you know, fire. Yep. it's a fireside chat. He's like, uh, family, uh, I just want to say. Um, that I'm feeling pepperoni pizza tonight. It's family <laughs> night. I just think it'd be magnificent if we got pizzas. What's that, Jason? You want tacos? Uh, Butler, Smithers, get my son out of here. What was his name again? And then he Tyler, unbuttons the blazer. <laughs> he unbuttons the blazer, yeah. and it's just a nice cold glass of Pepsi. Yeah. And he cracks it over his son's head. He's like, you say Taco Tuesday one more time, boy. One more time. That's a whooping. <laughs> We're having pepperoni pizza. Anyway, <clears throat> we only have one question because we used the rest uh, on the show tonight. Nate writes in, if the Fiend from WWE was going to cross over with a Sony first party title, which franchise should it be and how would it affect the game? There's an easy one here, Kyle. There's an easy one here. For a first-party title? First-party title. I can't think of a third-party. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll do the first-party. You do third-party. I'll cheat. I don't care. All right. Go for it. All right. Uh, it's Twisted Metal, dude. Ah, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, because he's got the mask. Everybody, yeah. if you guys don't watch WWE, which, first Ooh. off, you're not missing much. But second, look up The Fiend, and you'll see what oh, we're talking fantastic. about. Holy shit, he's scary. Yeah, I mean, if you've been watching... Uh, Football on Fox. Yeah, he'll he'll pop up on, on the commercials. No way, will he? Yeah, when they're promoting the first episode of SmackDown on Fox, 
That's he would terrifying. pop up during the commercials and like kind of take it over. Yeah, why would Why would you like? It's a PG show. Why wouldn't you get C- John Cena out there popping up yeah. in the corner, just giving kids a wave? Mm-hmm. You know, why the yeah, fiend? So... That scares the shit. I wouldn't want. I'd be like, what the fuck are they showing at Fox yeah. at Fridays? Exactly. Jesus uh, Christ. So the the first thing that popped in my head actually goes along with the game uh, that is currently like in your front runner of game of the year. What if he just replaces Mister X? And he just pops oh, up out of nowhere. Dude, don't even give him a hat. And like, no. And like, there's a there'll be like TVs that are just on, and it'll be his yep. weird. Was it the you'll Firefly hear, show? You'll hear the, the scrambling, and then all of a sudden he just pops up out of nowhere. I feel uncomfortable. You, you gotta run, man. I feel unfucking comfortable. Uh, with me, I'd be like, he just rides a unicycle. <laughs> you know, it's just metal. He just rides like a unicycle. Jigsaw from Saw. Yeah. And he's a creepy fucking dude. Or I'd have him in control, and he does like that television oh, stuff. Oh, that'd be cool. With the whole supernatural. Fortnite. Fortnite, no. Uh, uh-uh. that's a nice, happy, go lucky thing. The black hole, and then all you see is the fiend's face mm, in the middle. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Kyle, let me tell you something. All right, before yeah. we end the show, first off, I love you. Secondly, love you too. Um. Yeah, like, this is a slow news day, and I gotta say, I had a lot of fun. I just yeah, had a lot same. of fun with you, you know? Man. Yeah, absolutely. And <sighs> yeah. we made it through the Nor'easter. Nothing happened. Yeah, d- oh my god, there was no power outage. I heard a lot of gusts of wind, but I, that, I can't not. really hear anything right now. But Alright, well, that's good. And the cricket. Boom, I heard power's cr- out. It's over. It's <laughs> just done. No! The cricket then only... the fiend pops up right behind Jiminy you. only made an appearance one once. Yeah, uh, I so. found where he he's currently staying. Oh, he's behind shit. this wall, and I can't get to him. So Trump is right. All we got to do is build that wall. Huh. Oh, no. You can't get to him because of the wall. Oh, please stop. This makes so much Is there, like, a pit? Like, a moat? Did he dig, like, is there, like, alligators and snakes in there, too? I am not entertaining this at all. <laughs> God. It's great. Kyle, that's been the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. God, that was good. So much fun. Kyle, what do you have to pitch for us before we get the hell on out of here? Uh, yeah, so uh, as always, I like to plug myself, Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. Send me those friend requests. Um, my show, All About the Kind of Funny Community, Best Friends Talk Funny, at BFS Talk Funny on Twitter and wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh just had an episode with Blessing from OK Beast to go live this past week. And I have an episode coming up next week with the other kind of funny up-and-comer, Chloe. Uh, Echo Chloe on Twitter. Uh, fantastic episodes. Oh. Can't wait for you to, to hear that one. Um, and then, uh, just like Joe, he's doing Extra Life on November 2nd. Uh, the Kind NYC family, we're going to be doing it the following week, November 9th. Um, and we got a lot of really cool things. Joe, what if I told you uh-huh. that if you donate $5 sure. to our campaign, sure. you get a raffle ticket for a chance okay. to win one of two okay. Thor Ragnarok signed posters, one by Jeff Goldblum, one by Chris Hemsworth. I'm very aroused. Yeah, and we I, we got kind of funny signed posters. We got pops. We got steelbook movies. We're going to give away a lot of cool stuff. Hopefully, some game codes. Um, 
that you can find all that info at kindanyc.com. And you can find the show here at Bad Bit Games on YouTube. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, wherever there's an RSS feed, you can find us there. Please remember to rate the show five stars. Please also support us on Patreon. That would be great. Bring us some bigger and better heights. That'd be amazing. But with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.